Welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences, as well as stories from other Australians and a few international guests, of learning, working with and using other languages. I'm Beck. And I'm Penny, and we're very excited because in this episode, we are celebrating our 50th episode of the Language Chats podcast. Woo! Woohoo! I can't believe we're at 50. Can you believe it? I know. 50 episodes Amazing. old. We are. We're ancient, almost. Almost ancient. And so, Beck, we have been recording and publishing podcasts for over two years now. Mm-hmm. And... We're still, we're still here. We're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're still here. When did we, we started in April, I think late April of 2019. Yep. And we're now yep. July 2021. Yep. Just over two years. Yep. So a huge thank you to, well, to you, Beck, and of course, and to, to you, Penny. all the language, thank you, <laughs> all the language chat listeners and for everyone who's you know written in or asked us questions or shared our episodes or subscribed or left us a rating for all of you we um we thank you very much yes indeed it has been a very fun ride and I don't think we would be here unless we knew that there were at least a few people out there who um enjoyed listening to this this podcast this podcast every couple of weeks so thank you for being there because it's fun to chat chat language. So to celebrate, we are bringing something a little bit different and hopefully a little bit fun, a little bit special to this episode today. And Beck and I have prepared a series of questions for each other, which we don't know what they are, um, on all things to do with language, a trivia. It's a language chats trivia. And it's going to be, Woo-hoo. it's going to be fun. It's going to be potentially very challenging. Um, I don't know, you know, because this is the thing, we haven't spoken to each other, of course, about what our questions are. We have no idea how challenging or like how tricky or what range of questions it is that each of us might have. Um, But, you know, like any good pub trivia, um, hopefully we'll have a nice variety of random fun facts for you um, throughout this episode and through the questions. And feel free, as you're listening, to play along. And um, if you're not already um, part of the Language Lovers AU Facebook group, uh, community on Facebook, um, you can join there and we can share all the answers and you can show us all your knowledge <laughs> that Beck and I may not display in this episode. But you never know. We might. Who knows? <laughs> Somehow I feel like, well, I don't know. Let's. I'm not. I'm not going to preempt anything. No, no preempting anything. But I just have that inkling. This is going to be really, really challenging. <laughs> all right, Beck. First question. Hit me up. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Take a deep breath. Let's start with something. Start with something nice and general. Okay. Penny. For 10,000 mm-hmm. points. No, I'm no, no points. Dollars would be better. <laughs> okay. Which language has the most native speakers, English or Hindi? Oh, it's a multiple choice question. Mm. Mm. Well, if I'm choosing between English and Hindi, I think I will say English. You're right. Correct. Good job. It is English. Yeah. But it is, it is actually surprisingly close. 
So I think if I had answered that question, I thought, I would have thought that it was Hindi. And I'm not sure if that is just like me preempting, like uh, trying to like guess for what I think is not the right answer. I don't know. I feel like as English speakers, we often kind of overestimate how many people speak English. But it turns out, so at the moment, and this was, sorry, I found this online. By the way, for most of the answers that we are giving here, if we do have like links and sources for these answers, we will pop them in the show notes. So if you want to try and find out where we where we got this information, we promise we didn't make it up. Um, so at the moment, English speakers are at approximately 370 million and Hindi is at about 342 million. Okay, so it is quite close. Yeah, so relatively close in kind of the grand scheme. Hmm. I mean, I, I realise that, you know, almost 30 million speakers is not a small number of people, but in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not that much. Pretty similar. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Ooh, mm. good question, Beck. Nice way to start off. Well, but Hindi as well for native speakers mostly being located in one country, whereas English, native speakers, you know, lots of different places around the world and lots of different countries. So, yeah, quite an interesting comparison there. But good job, Penny. Well done. Oh, well, there we go. First question. Yay. Okay, Beck, your question. Can you estimate how many living languages there are in Indonesia? Free answer. Ooh. Um, And if you need a clue, I can give you a clue that may or may not help you. Okay, well, let's start with, I do know there are a lot. Like I I am aware that there are many, many languages in Indonesia because I know that um, like Indonesian, as we kind of refer to it now, like Bahasa, is kind of a more like a lingua franca that was kind of created to to help people um, communicate across all of Indonesia. So I know there are lots and lots of languages. As for the exact number, I think it's probably more than, hmm, I want to say it's in the vicinity of hundreds. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think we're in you like the thousands of languages. I think we're in hundreds. Yes, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Indonesia is an like an what do they call it like an archipelago, is that right? Mm-hmm. Um so I guess lots of islands, lots of different people separated. I'm gonna ballpark it at like three hundred. Oh, well not a not a bad guess. Um mm-hmm. but it is a lot more, surprisingly. There's seven hundred. Seven hundred. Oh. I know. And do you know what my clue was gonna be? <laughs> was that 700 languages <laughs> represents 10%, 10% of all the world's languages. And Indonesia is the really? second most linguistically diverse nation after Papua New Guinea. Oh, wow. And just as a little side note, the most spoken language or the language that has the largest number of native speakers in Indonesia 
is actually, do you, do you want to take a guess or would you like me to tell you? <laughs> this is not a real question. This is a sub question. Okay. A sub question. Um, I probably would have guessed that it would be Javanese or something like that. Ah, hit the nail on the head. Oh, yes. Answer. <laughs> okay. So Javanese. Yeah. So sorry, how many, how many speakers was that? So I don't have the number of Javanese speakers, oh. but Javanese has the largest number of native speakers. So the Bahasa is okay. below that. Ah, see, I thought that Bahasa would have already been like at the high, like because it is used as kind of a common language and I suppose and it's I taught think, in schools and stuff. Yeah, but when we're thinking of native speakers, I guess mother tongue, mm. the language that you grow yeah, up in the okay. home and stuff. So, yeah, interesting. Ah, very well interesting. Done. Good, great Good question. <laughs> ah, thank you. Okay, well. Let's jump to something a little bit different then. I have another question for you. In English, there used to be two other words for yes and no. What are they? I immediately want to say yay and nay, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> well, it's funny because you are right. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> but... Okay, so here's the second sub-question of the, the question the, the question that comes after the question but still part of the question. Why, why were yay and nay, why did they exist? What was the purpose of having those words? Mm. Do you mean like, why like did we how have, were they used? Yeah. If we, like now we only have yes and no, but we did used to have both yes and no and yay and nay and they weren't all like yay and yes were not used in the same context. Oh, I see. Hmm. Well, it it sounds like something, you know, that we might have used to vote for something like or like an agreement or something like, you know, a big group of people say, yay, or something, I don't know, like in, in <laughs> Parliament <laughs> or in like the yeah, that, well, Elizabethan Yeah, times. interesting that you say that. Yeah, I, I'm, I was picturing the same thing kind of like yay versus nay in taking a vote in, in Parliament, absolutely. But um. <laughs> No, this this predates that. Oh, golly. Ooh. Any other thoughts? Predates by a while. <laughs> predates by a while. <laughs> mm. well, I don't know. Any clues? <laughs> okay. So, mm, actually, I do have a clue. Um, so, in some other languages that I have studied, there are not necessarily two versions of yes and no, but maybe two versions of yes. Mm. So in... Danish. In French. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'll start with French. In French, you can say, obviously, everybody, lots of people know. I'm not going to say everybody, but lots of people would know that in French, yes is oui, no is non. But there is also si. For saying yes. Do you know what? Oh, this is my clue. This is my clue. (laughs) This is the clue. So it's like a, it's, you say yay when you're contradicting, contradicting the person who is answering the question, asking the question. So you're, you're old enough to get the Pfizer vaccine back, aren't you? Yeah, and then I would, 
And then I think, hang on, let me, I will have to quickly double check this because I'm just realizing that I am, I should have um, <laughs> kept my, my answer all fully written out. So there's, I think it's actually the other way around in English that yay and nay used to be the, oh, well, I'm going to tell you the answer now. But Good. Um, yep. Tell me the answer. <laughs> so yay and nay used to be the positive answer to a positive question is yay. Negative answer to a positive question was nay. So right. the simplest form. So if somebody said, and then if you had a negative question, like you said, you're eligible to get the Pfizer vaccine, aren't you back? And then, <laughs> and then I would say no because I'm because I'm not negative answer to a negative question. Um, but if I was because I was already eligible, that I would say yes because you had said you aren't, aren't you? you? Sorry, you aren't, are you? And I would say yep. yes, yes, I am. Ah, uh, yes. So I see. I see. that is called oh. yes. Yeah, so this is called this is called a four form um, system where yeah we had all all possible basically answers of either like positive answer to a negative question positive answer to a positive question negative answer to a negative question negative answer to a positive question and there were four different forms to answer all of those things whereas now we just have the two which actually creates some confusion these days because it does. you know if somebody yeah if somebody says like you know are you are you coming and you're like, no, I'm not coming. Or you could be like, are you coming? Yes, I am coming. But if you just say yes or no, it might not necessarily be clear. And then you have to kind of clarify. Yeah. 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 Whereas there are other languages which still have, yeah, where there, there are other languages that still have these multiple forms. So in French, for example, that's a three form because they have two yep. versions of yes, depending on whether the question is positive or negative, And they just have the one no for all circumstances. The same happens in German. So you can either have ja or doch as opposed to nein, which still works in all circumstances. And same in Danish also, which has ja or jo um, and nei for no. Oh, great. Great question. Great answer. I love it. Awesome. (laughs) Well, there you go. So there's your fun fact. When, when in the future really people are like yay or nay, you'll be like, huh, actually, you know what about yay and nay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, your turn, Beck. Your next question. All right, Ben, hit me up. Okay. What does sex mean and in what language? Ooh, can what you say What does sex? Terevasex, and in what language? What does it mean? Gosh, I have no idea. I don't. I don't recognise this word at all. Okay, let me think of a good clue. Um, you will find this language on the European continent. It's a okay. Language is spoken in a country in Europe, in Northern Europe, to be precise. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that the language is part of, it's a Uralic language, very closely related to Finnish. Mm, okay, this is starting to ring 
some more bells for me Um, because there aren't very many languages related to Finnish. Um, Now, I know... Well, I I know that Finnish and Hungarian have similarities, but I don't think it's Hungarian because you said it was Hungarian. Um, Is it like Estonian or something like that? You got it. It is. Yay. So what does it mean? (laughs) So it means cheers. Cheers to your health. Oh. So it's like a toast. Oh, okay. So but, if, I, um, if I ever go to Estonia, then with my beer, I will stand there and say Terevesex. Yes. And I, yes, Estonia is a wonderful place. You should put that yeah, on Yeah, because you spent some time there, didn't you, Penny? I did. Yeah, I did a semester of my master's degree in in mm. Tallinn, in Estonia. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. So about 1.1 million people are native speakers of Estonian. Um, mm. With about 160,000 of those uh, living outside of Estonia, including in Australia, we have a small Estonian population as well. Oh, interesting. So there you well, go. it's funny because well when, when you said teravasex, like as a word, interesting, like, do you, I don't know if you ever do this, but like when you're trying to listen, it's a lot of time in like public transport and stuff. If I hear somebody speaking in a language, I like tune in and try to work out what it might be and see whether I recognize anything or like if I can kind of basically what we just did then like I'll try and like work out from the sounds and you know if I can understand any words or try and guess where I think they're from and um it's funny because my mind quickly jumped it was like it was jumping around through like different like rolodexes in my head to try and find connections like (laughs) and I was like terror is it something related to like the earth in like a yes. romance language or something. And then I was like, no, no, I'm off track. This doesn't sound right. <laughs> oh, well, tere, tere actually means hello as well in Estonian. So there you go. You learn another oh, really? Word. Does it mean, is it like, does it have a root in good or something? Oh, I don't know. Because sometimes know. it's That's like good, good day, good day. Good like, day, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Or are you well? Or, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Okay. Well, very interesting. Good question. Yeah. This is fun. The old guessing game. <laughs> this is fun. Okay. Um, are you ready for your next question? Oh, okay. yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which alphabet or, or writing system, alphabet or writing system, however you would like to describe it, was designed so that some of the letters or characters mimic the shape of your mouth when you would pronounce them? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, so we're thinking alphabet or characters that mimic the shape of your mouth when you're reading it as to how you should pronounce it. So I'm looking for something that would have a bit of a a shape to it, something circular Mm -hmm. or, or squishy like a rectangle. Mm. <laughs> Squishy. <laughs> okay, what scripts and alphabets and characters? I don't know if I would of? describe it as squishy. Okay. 
So I'm thinking like I'm leaning towards something and I don't know anything about it, but there's two things in my mind. One is um, something in Arabic or one of those related languages. The other could be Korean, but that's like a huge out there. I don't think that would be right. But I'm just thinking of... Or maybe a language in spoken in Africa somewhere. Oh, oh, Beck. Okay, can you help narrow it down? Okay, so of those three, you have you did actually say the answer. <laughs> no way. <laughs> okay. Which one was it though? Well, it can't be the last one because that was too like out there, random, vague. Okay, so. Oh, Beck, I don't know. I gotta choose. Okay, I'll go Korean. It is Korean. Oh, no way! <laughs> <laughs> it is. Good job. So, interest. A very interesting story, actually, behind the Korean alphabet. Oh, wow. Um, like super interesting. And when someone first told me about this, I was like, "Wow, I have to learn Korean someday, or at least just learn the script because, like, it's." got such a good story yeah but basically so the yeah korean writing system or the alphabet which is known as hangul um is was basically developed by a korean king king sejong which is what i which is i'm guessing why the korean institute is called the king sejong institute oh there you go i didn't know that okay good well there you go Mm. um so he came up with so for many years before it was created, Korean was written with Chinese characters. Um, but many people who were, I guess, in sort of lower classes and stuff didn't know how to read or write because there were such big differences between writing with the Chinese characters and the speaking differences. And because there were lots and lots of Chinese characters as well, so that would take a lot of learning. Um, but people, you know, back when we're talking a long, 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 long time ago, not a lot of education. And so this king basically developed, he, he came up with this writing system, um, to help more people become literate in Korean. And he tried to make it really simple, um, so that people who didn't have, um, you know, very much education to begin with, would be able to learn it quite easily. There you go. I like that. That encourages me to check out Korean. Yeah, well, it turns out that like, I mean, it's not it's not as, I don't think it's as obvious as just like it looks like your, you know, your mouth looks this particular way when you're trying to make the sound, but it kind of, it does follow a bit of a system, I think, that kind of the, the shapes of the characters um, kind of mimic roughly the like shape and kind of phonetic features when you're trying to pronounce them and that's super helpful yeah which is super helpful but there is this like popular saying about um korean that a wise man can acquaint himself with the characters before the morning is over and a stupid man can learn them in the space of 10 days Uh so (laughs) i think that's probably a little bit of a um a bit of a you know an exaggeration um but apparently it is quite straightforward to learn 
So there you go. There we go. Cream. Oh, good one. Mm. Interesting. Great. Mm. Yes. Okay, so following on a from... Good job. You're at like three for three now. <laughs> Not strictly. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> In language chats. You know, the language chats. Oh, trivia. that's true. Yeah. The friendly scoring system. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's do another historic script-based type question this time for you, Beck. Mm, okay. Okay. Who introduced the writing system using the Latin alphabet for the Turkish language. And a, a bonus for <laughs> if you can guess roughly when when that happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It's a bit out there, isn't it? That might be like this way one... too tricky. I don't know. Let's get a little... This is gonna. This is gonna show that I I do not know very much about Turkish history. I feel. Um, so who who introduced the Roman alphabet yes. using the Roman alphabet yep. for writing Turkish? So Turkish now is written in the Roman alphabet, but mm. up until the time when that happened, mm-hmm. it was using a version of the Arabic alphabet, mm-hmm. in which they okay. they called it Ottoman Turkish. Uh huh. Hmm. Okay. Well, in my head, see, it makes more sense in some ways that Turkish would have been written with an Arabic script given the geography. Yeah. Like it's almost a bit weird that Turkish is written using um, kind of the Roman the Roman system. Um, it can't have been that long ago. No, you're right about that. Like relatively. So we are talking in the I'll, – I'll tell you when because um, that may or may not, may not help, but in the 1920s, <laughs> 1928. So, yeah, 100 years. 1928. Almost. Almost oh, 100 years. Only. Mm. Um, again, this might – this may reveal my very poor knowledge of Turkish history, um, but the one name from Turkish history that is coming to mind is Ataturk. Woo! Was it Ataturk? It was. <sighs> it was. Wow, I did remember something. You did. From- Woohoo! You got it right. <laughs> well done, you. So, what's the story behind that? Do we know why Ataturk brought in the well kind of Roman writing similar system? Similar to a lot of languages during that kind of early early ish early mid kind of 20th century time when literacy was quite low and so I'm thinking in a couple other languages I know you know Chinese for one and Vietnamese for another new writing systems were introduced to try and increase literacy amongst you know the mass population and but I feel like there is more to it than that in the political kind of environment of, of mm-hmm. Ataturk in the 20s and the geography of the region. Um, but definitely having the Roman-based alphabet did help with, with literacy with Turkish. Okay. Very interesting. And I'm, I'm astonished that I got that answer. <laughs> I, I'm amazed. I think it's amazing. Just pull that. 
from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have one which has a little break because I feel like this one actually will not be. I feel like you're probably going to get this. But it's always hard when someone says that. Go. How many official languages does Switzerland have and what are they? Switzerland, I'm pretty sure, just has has the has three: French, Italian, and German. Or do they have four? <laughs> three. <laughs> there are four. There are four. I knew there was going to be four. What's the fourth one? You got the first the thing right one. there. What's the fourth one? Yeah, it's something. That I know, <laughs> not, not not that I know, but I mean that I, I know of. <laughs> um, it is the smallest one. Yes, of the of the four, and um, I only mean smallest in the you know number of speakers sort of distribution. Hmm. Yeah, like where Roger Federer is from, or something. <laughs> I don't know where Roger Federer is from in Switzerland. Uh, yeah, I remember. It starts with B, doesn't it? Is he from there? Um, oh, I don't know, Beck. You'll have to tell me. I don't know. It starts with R. R. Any final guesses? Romanche. <laughs> it is Romanche. Oh, <laughs> Betty, you did know it. It was stored there in the back of your mind. <laughs> Do you like it when I say these, these answers and I'm just like, I have no sense of like that what I'm saying could be right. <laughs> that's cool. Okay, so so that's actually an official language. It is. It's an official wow. language of um, of Switzerland. Um, I, I do think I'm pretty sure um, that so German, French, and Italian are the ones that are mainly used for like administrative purposes. But Romanche is still a. It is an official language of Switzerland. <gasps> Awesome. Yes. Love that question. So the most, the one that is the most spoken is German, um, Swiss German, I suppose, but, you know, German. Um, yep. Closely followed by, well, closely, actually followed by French. I say, I say closely, it's not closely followed by French. It's predominantly German. So according at the moment, the online figures would suggest about 63% German about 23% French, um, you know, roughly 8% Italian and then less okay. than a percent for Romanche, about 0.5. Wow. Okay. Such an interesting mm. country, isn't it, when you think about the, the makeup of the mm. languages and the geography and it being not actually that, that large, a langu- uh, la- large country either. So, yeah. Oh, good one. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Switzerland. Well... I'll stick with this vague theme and your question, Beck. Mm. Can you name three countries in the world that don't have a legally official language? Oh, that's a great question. So I didn't realise there were three countries in the world, but apparently there are. Hmm. Well, I know, well, I think I know. <laughs> I think I know two of them. Ooh, good girl. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure one is the US. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um 
which is kind of a long-standing. Everyone just assumed it's English, but actually, it's got it doesn't have any official language. Nothing yep. stated exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure the other one is Australia. Yes, well done. That's really good. <laughs> um, similar situation. Everyone just assumes it's English, but we actually have nothing stated. Yeah. The third one, though. Mm. Hmm. The third one's a bit left field, but it okay. is. <laughs> oh, this will give it away. But it is geographically. Very close, very, very close to the US. Okay. Hmm. Is it somewhere in like Central America or like the Caribbean? Yes. In fact, it borders the US. (laughs) I think I might have given that away now. Well, there's only two places that border the US, right? Only two. Yes. I think it's only got two bad borders. Well, then it must be Mexico. Is it Mexico? It is. It's Mexico. That my clue oh. wasn't my clue wasn't very cluey, but yes, it's Mexico. Mm. No, it was a very it was a very good clue. I mean, <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So for a similar reason to you know why the US and Australia have not declared an official language Spanish of course is the most widely spoken language in the country but there are hundreds of indigenous languages in Mexico as well of course um many of which are extinct already so the stats that I found was there is around 68 indigenous languages spoken by Mexicans still with many at the threat of extinction um so yeah those are the three the three countries and oh, what a good question yeah with some really interesting um first and second language kind of stats as well so yeah well done mm. good job mm. Mm. well I did I, I do feel like not that long ago actually we we spoke about Australia not having not having an official language so that one was in there for me um yeah. But yeah, oh, Mexico. Okay. Um, Good job. Are you ready for your next question, Penny? <gasps> yes. I feel like this one is like a, like a riddle. <laughs> in English, when something is incomprehensible, we say it's all Greek to me. Yeah? Yeah. In French, in the same circumstance, you would say c'est du chinois. Like, yeah. it's all Chinese. In German, if something seems a bit strange or a bit fishy, they also use another language to represent this. What do you think that language is? Oh, my first thought was Russian, but I don't know if that could be right. It's not Russian. Um, but I like, I like your guess. Good guess. Okay, so it's all great to me. It's all. I need my sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say Polish now, but that's probably not right either. <laughs> it's not Polish. 
<laughs> I could just guess all the languages of the world to see where we, where that gets could. us. I'll say it's it is in Europe. Okay, Dutch. Oh, another great guess, but no, it's not Dutch. Mm. Am I geographically close? <laughs> not. Italian. I'll give you a clue. Okay. No, but that's getting warmer. Mm-hmm. It is a romance language. Okay. Like a commonly, widely spoken romance language. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spanish? It is Spanish. Oh, good. So in German, so if you oh, want wow. to say that, yeah, something is like a bit like incomprehensible too, but incomprehensible in a like that's weird way. Like yeah. this doesn't make any sense to me, but it all just seems a bit strange. Then you say, das kommt mir, das kommt mir Spanish for, which means it seems like Spanish to me. And there's also a really good story behind this one. So it actually comes back to, and I will find the link to where I found the information about this because um, this like blew my mind over the weekend. Um, so there was a king in um, in Germany who actually was originally Spanish. And when he brought, he when he came to, I don't know how it is that he became the king of Germany, but he did. And um, he brought his like court with him who were all Spanish. And so he would, you know, they're all Spanish speaking, but they end up in the, you know, kind of whatever German court it was at the time. Um, Because even by then, I don't don't know, this is like we're talking about the sometime in the Middle Ages. Um, And basically all of the, the people who would German, like high up people, German like princes and stuff, I think that were already there, thought that because the court were all speaking Spanish and they didn't understand it, was like everything was weird and strange to them that was spoken in Spanish, which is where this, like it was in in its most literal sense. It was like all of that seems like Spanish to me. Um, And now that is the kind of that similar kind of phrase that suggests, um, yeah, there's something a bit weird or strange and I don't really understand it. Um, And so that is all it seems all like Spanish to me in German <laughs> although they do oh, actually have Christ, similar to in question. um similar to in, yeah similar to in French where you would say c'est du chinois or it's all like it's all Chinese um in German you can also say das ist für mich fachinesisch which is like that's more like if it's like that's all technical jargon you know like like that's oh, all yeah. like if I looked at a set of instructions and I didn't understand any of it or it was like coding and I don't understand any of it, then you could say that it's like, you know, technical Chinese. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting how I think different languages use other languages as their way of saying that something is incomprehensible in some way or other. Um, but they all, like many of them, choose different different languages from yeah. different places yeah. as the one that they That's decide great. is like incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great question. Well done. There's also actually, so this this is a side side segue. There's also another really fun way in German to say that you don't understand anything <laughs> or that you like understood nothing. Um, and that is to say, ich verstehe nur Bahnhof, which means all I understand is like train station. 
<laughs> and cool. it's got, I, I think that has quite a good story behind it too. It's got something to do with people coming back from the war or something and like wanting to go home and all they hear is trains die. Anyway, I'll find that story somewhere else. We'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> That's a, that would be a really I'm getting funny one for learners, learners to learn and perfect and pull out when it's all, it's all a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool exactly <laughs> all right beck are you ready for your next question mm-hmm. okay so i'm just going to read a couple of words in another language and see if you okay. can have a listen take a guess and see if you can work out where this language what language it might be and potentially where it might be spoken Okay. Hello. Awesome one. Good. Thank you. One nemplong you. Hello. Awesome one. Good. Thank you. One nemplong you. So you can probably exactly understand what those phrases and words were. Well, I feel like that was a, like, hello, how are you? Oh, hello, hello, how are you? I'm good. Thank you type conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then the last bit was, Um, what's your name? Can you say the what's your name again? Okay, so... Hmm. Based on based on what you said, I'm thinking it might be a Creole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because there's sure. lots of like like English influence in there, but you know, in, English but with some changes. Yeah. With some modifications. Um I don't I don't know a lot about Creoles. Um no, me neither. It was fun to research though, but yeah, well done for guessing. Creole to start with. Oh, well, can you say it one more time? Hello, awesome one. Good, thank you. One nem blong you. This is not a language I've learnt at all, but <laughs> I'm giving it my best shot. I I, I appreciate you. <laughs> you appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you giving it your best shot. You've done a great job. Um. Would you like it the geographic? Only... Yeah, can you give me a geographic region? Yeah. Pacific, South Pacific. South Pacific. Okay, so like near yeah. us. Yeah. The only Creole I I'm sure there are many, but the only one I actually know uh, the one that like comes to mind is Tokpisin. Mhm. In Papua New Guinea. It's not Tokpisin. Super, super guess. Um, um, is it like uh, from a smaller place? Yep, it's from a, a smaller country, an island, an island nation. Um, a popular holiday destination for Australians and other people from. Asia and around the Is world. It like Fiji or something? Close to Fiji, yeah. Vanuatu? Oh, yeah. Vanuatu. Vanuatu. Oh. 
So the Creole's huh. called Bislama. Oh, I didn't know that. One of the official languages of Vanuatu and the first language of, of many people in the country. Um, and, huh. yeah, like you said exactly, the 95% of Bislama words are English origin while mm-hmm. um, the rest have French origin. Um, interesting. I would like to learn more about Creole. Yeah. I do feel like they're a cool, interesting yeah. part of language. Well, languages. The very brief kind of research I did for this was I was like, oh, this is really interesting because, um, you know, there's a really good structure and, um, you know, with a lot of the words make a lot of sense to us as English speakers and, mm. yeah, it could be could be good to um, learn more about that. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, to find out a bit Islam more. from Vanuatu. Okay. Well done. Oh, okay. Creole. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have two more questions for you, Pen. Okay. So how many questions do you have left? I've got a few, but I'm just going to choose. I'll just choose my two, okay. my two goodies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll start with. Start with this one. What word in English has the most definitions? <gasps> has the most definitions. Oh my goodness. Mm. So the is most <laughs> most meanings for the same. Yes, it is a verb. Although it could also be a noun. <laughs> oh no. Back but I think it's actually I think it's grammar. actually the word. <laughs> I think it's actually the word in its verb forms that has okay. the most the most meanings. Is it a word that we use, you know, in everyday language or something Absolutely. that doesn't crop up? Okay. Yeah, it's definitely something that would turn up very regularly but because of the nature of how many meanings of it, the more that I think about this word, the more I'm like, oh, I had no idea how often we use that in really different contexts. And these are the times when you realise just how difficult English is or must be to learn, <laughs> I think, because I'm like, it's exactly the same word. There is no change um, and we use it in very, very different ways. So it's a common word, commonly used word. Common word. Okay. Commonly used word. It's only three letters. Oh. Clue. Three-letter word. That's a verb. Mm. Mm-hmm. Run. Um. <laughs> Not quite. Um. Although you might say it. Be- <laughs> Don't know if this will give it away. Um, you would say it when somebody starts running, like a race. Set. Yes, it's set. <gasps> it's set. set. Wow. So it turns out that set has the most meanings for any verb in English. With 430 senses listed in, well, this is, okay, this is the current like Guinness World Record um, entry. That's but insane. I'm guessing it hasn't changed because, yeah, it has 430 senses listed in the second edition of the Oxford English Dictionary, which was published in 1989. But I'm guessing that maybe there have been no new meanings of set added since then. So it's still at 430. Um, but yeah, it's it, set. So if you think about like, I guess you could set something like to put it in a particular position, like set yep. something down. 
Um, if something, if like a film yep. was set in Paris. Yep. Um, set your you schedule. Could, set, set the jelly. Yes. Set, um. Yep, exactly. Yeah, set the jelly. I hadn't thought of that one. Set the jelly or like to set an alarm, for example, yep. or yeah. Set of pajamas. Very, very many. Oh, my goodness. Well, yes. Mm. Thing now, but still. Yep. Exactly. So set has the – Well done. That is the, so interesting. One of the longest – oh, it has, I think, the longest entry in the dictionary. I love that question. That's super cool. <gasps> Another fun fact to oh. add to the random list of fun facts. I love it. We're collecting them. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay, now I've got to think of a, a good question. So I've only got a few left to choose from. Hmm. Oh, this might be really hard, but I'll ask it anyway. Okay. Um, so can you guess where the Australian Indigenous language of Yugambe is spoken? Oh. Where the Yugambe language is spoken. So Yugambe is Y U G A M B E H. I mean, I think I could just guess. I would literally be guessing. Mm. I it's such a hard I one. don't know. Can you give me a clue? Yep. Of some sort. Um so uh an eastern eastern state. Not where mm-hmm. we live, we're not in Victoria. Um mm-hmm. In a in a much, oh, not much more warmer climate, but um, around another near another large city in Australia. Um, how large? How <laughs> large a city? The third largest. Can you say a large city. The third largest. Okay. Oh, so then. Okay. Well, in that. It must be near Brisbane then. So yeah, like is in that it like vicinity. southern Queensland? Exactly. So southeast Queensland, ah. exactly. Yeah. Um yep. so an area in that southeast part of Queensland. And yeah, you can bet. It's it's I've the reason why I popped this question in, for some reason I've it keeps coming up this language and, and people from the Yugan Bay country. Mm. Because there's a few a few um you know, funny random facts. There's a podcast that we like to listen to on ABC Kids called Little Yarns, and they um, have featured Yugan Bay on there. So you, especially mm. aimed at younger kids. Um, also, there's a series on ABC Kids called Language of Our Land, and that is all about Yugan Bay. Oh, really? And I'm pretty sure one of the play school presenters is a Yugan Bay man. Oh, and so you know when something just keeps cropping up yeah it keeps popping up yeah for some so is like, is it um is it a language that is like it, it's from a part of where Brisbane is now well I don't know if it actually is Brisbane so spoken by the Yukon Bay people living in southeast Queensland between the Logan River Basin and the Tweed River Basin okay including South Stradbroke Island all the way to this mountain range called the Teviot Ranges. Okay. So I need to probably get out my map and check if that includes Brisbane or not because. Well, I feel like I need to learn some more about this already. 
Although cool that it's been featured on podcasts and shows for kids and stuff. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and that it's one that's kind of, you know, stuck in my head. Anyway, that was yeah, that was a bit tricky. Absolutely. But well done. Love it. Oh no, it was a great one. Um, okay, I have one one last question for you. <gasps> do, 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 do. And it's on a similar track. We're sticking on on fun facts about English here. Okay. How many new words were added to the latest edition of the Macquarie Dictionary? I choose the Macquarie Dictionary because we live in Australia and this dictionary we have here, even though it is not the most popular English dictionary in the world. <laughs> right. How many new words were added to the Macquarie Dictionary? In its last edition, which was updated last year. Mm. So in 2020. I would not even know whether it's like tens of words or, you know, less than 10 or hundreds. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say a few though because, yeah, I reckon that there'd have to be a a decent amount of new words. Hmm. I'm just going to choose a number and I'm going to say 127. Ooh, okay. A lot more than that. Oh, no. Turn out. So last year in so the yeah the last edition of the Macquarie Dictionary, which is the eighth edition, it turns out. Um, I actually thought there would be way more editions yeah, than that, but I apparently know. not. I, yeah. um, <laughs> so the last edition of the Macquarie Dictionary, which did come out in twenty twenty. So keeping in mind that I guess last year I feel was like a boom year for new words, um, but. Last year it had more than three and a half thousand new entries. That's amazing. Into the new edition. And the last, so the last edition had been released in 2017, so three years before. So three and a half thousand words in three years. So, yeah, three years. Wow. Yeah. But lots of things like, um, so some of the words that were added last year were um, things like influencer, mm. uh, single use. Oh, Social yeah. distancing. Oh, yeah. Me too. Oh yeah. Um, deep fake. Oh wow. Yeah. So some interesting, some interesting words in there in the mix. But in- interestingly, so in comparison to, so the Oxford English Dictionary um, had their, they actually update like quarterly, I think. Um, and in their last update in June of this year, so actually very recently. Um, there were nearly 700 new words, um, also including things like, I think, social distance, social distanced uh, virtual assistant, oh. staycation oh. Um, were all new words in the oh. Oxford English Dictionary this year. And the last update of Merriam-Webster in the US, um, 520 new words in January of 2021. Also okay. included cancel culture, again, uh, crowdfunding, Co-working and Silver Fox. Oh, are they great? <laughs> Aren't they fun yeah. to reflect on? So, like. yeah. So some interesting, some interesting ones, some interesting ones in there. That's really cool. Oh, good one. Yeah, and for anybody, for anybody out there who is interested in these these updates to the dictionary and uh, their, well, all of them have word of the year, kind of, you know well not nominations like they they always have a word of the year or a short list or something that they release every year uh our good friend um podcaster Kirsten on um the fluent show she usually does an annual 
um, episode about the word of the year. Um, so if you're interested in hearing some of the last couple of years worth of um, words of the year and um, what they have been about and some of the things that have been on those lists, then um, go ahead and, and tune into her episodes on that because they're a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So we're up to last question. Last question. Okay. So this might be another tricky one, but we'll we'll give it a shot. I've got two parts to this question, so I'm just trying to work out which which part I should read. <laughs> okay. Ooh, double double barreled question. <laughs> okay. There are thirteen countries in the world where French is the only official language. Can you name any or a few or 13 Ooh, <laughs> of these countries? Okay. Mm. Where French is the only official language, yep. so there are no others. That's right. Okay, interesting. Um, all right. There is well, one that you will probably yeah, just get like, just like that. Well, I'm guessing that France is one because yep. I'm pretty sure they don't have any other official languages other than French. You are correct. Okay, so that's the easy one down. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is I can think of lots of countries where I know French is spoken, but yes. I'm not certain about which ones would have French as their only official language because, like, you know, if you think about, like, Canada, I mean, I, we know they have multiple official languages. Yeah. Um, but lots of other places because the French brought, sorry, the French brought French with them to many places where there were very much languages already being spoken. Um, so I feel like that is muddying the waters for me because this is like a, an interesting like political geography kind of question. And I reckon to narrow, narrow your focus Mm. really you're looking at one one continent yeah which i'm guessing is africa yeah you would be right okay so there's there's a, um, there's still more you know countries in africa that have french as one of their mm. languages but there is quite a handful that only have okay. french as their official language um, well the ones that i am thinking of which i'm just going to guess whether or not French might be their only one. I'm not sure that with any of these countries I would have thought that it was only French, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> so I think Congo will be on there. Well done. Because um, I know that Congo has – there is a stat out there about like I think Congo has one of the largest French-speaking populations outside of France or something. Yep, exactly. The Democratic Republic of Congo – Okay, is, um, that is correct. I think Senegal will be on that list. Yeah, well done. Um, Look at you go. Oh, there are so many where I know it's spoken, but I'm like, oh, I just don't think that. Um, Cote d'Ivoire? Yes. Maybe like the Ivory Coast? Exactly, yep. Uh. Um, oh, there's another country in here that's in Europe, I just realised. 
a teensy Where country. French is the only official language. Oh, Monaco? Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I feel like we should have gotten that already. Um, that was a good bonus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh you're doing so well you've got you've got almost half it's amazing oh I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get any others like there are too many that I feel like they're very yeah and they're, they're, they're too mixed like I'm thinking yeah. of places like Algeria but I know that like Algeria yeah. is not it's definitely not the only official language um same with like Morocco um like lots of North African countries do speak yes French but it's yeah not necessarily the only the only language there um well, I'll read you the list if you like. And then yeah, go for it. I, probably think, probably I don't think I can record, guess recognize. Anymore. Yeah. So out of the 13, Benin, Burkina Faso, Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Cote mm-hmm. d'Ivoire, France, Gabon, Guinea, Mali, Monaco, Niger, Senegal, and Togo. So ah. some really hard ones. And, yeah, I don't think I could have guessed what you did, Beck. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. A good, good question, Penny. Good question. What a great fun quiz. I hope you guys have enjoyed oh, it. It's been a I've, fun quiz. I've loved it. <laughs> I feel like I've already learnt heaps from your questions. <laughs> oh, that, the definition for the word set, that's going to stay with me for sure. <laughs> Every dinner party you have from now on, you can be like, which question, which word in the English language? <laughs> I'm hopeless. I always mix up my my anecdotes and my meanings, and I'm just like, oh yeah, something something like that. <laughs> well, oh. thank you for uh, joining us on this on this little this little trivia session, um, and we hope you've had a bit of fun with us to kind of help us celebrate our uh, our fiftieth episode. Can you Woo-hoo! believe it? Um, yes, but we've had a lot of fun, so we hope you have too. Yes, thanks again for listening, and um, as always, we really appreciate all of you guys. And um, we will catch you again at the next episode of Language Chats. We will. And if you are um, not already um, a member of our Facebook group, Language Lovers AU Community, um, then do come and join us over there if you're on Facebook um, because we've had so much fun um, having this little trivia that we actually are thinking about having an actual trivia session um, with, well, any language lovers that want to join us. So um join our Facebook group over there and that is where you'll find out um what we're going to do um and when we're going to host a little probably yeah another little trivia session online of course (laughs) online of course so you can join from wherever it is that you might be um but yes thank you for being here with us we're so appreciative um to have you all here as our well just hanging out with us and listening into to language chats um we do have a lot of fun here um but it's not just us just having fun chatting to each other it's we have a very fun community around this podcast too so we're glad to have you here here thanks again guys see you next time thanks so much for joining us